Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast for BetfairTradingCommunity.com with me, your host, Martin. Um, really excited today because what we're going to talk about is something I've wanted to talk about a bit more in depth for a long time. And I think the best analogy I can give for this subject is that imagine you're a stock market trader, right? And someone goes to you, I know this guy. He's the worst stock market trader in history. Everything he picks loses money. Every stock he buys goes down in price. It's unbelievable how bad he is. What would your advice be to that person who was A, trading those stocks, and B, the person who's aware of this person who can't trade stocks very well? I'm really interested in your answer here because your answer should be this. Tell him to do the opposite. I mean, think about it. If someone is terrible at something involving money, then you just do the opposite and you will do well. It's a very, very simple concept, but it's one that people really fail to grasp. And with Betfair traders, it's no different. The amount of Betfair traders that I've spoken to who said to me, oh, Martin, I just can't do anything right. No matter what I trade, it goes badly. Every strategy I create loses loads of money. And I'm kind of sitting there thinking, that's great. <laughs> if your strategy is losing lots of money, do the opposite and you will make lots of money. That's a fact. Right? That is a fact. If you have a terrible strategy, an awful strategy, you've actually hit on a profitable strategy. You've just got to do the opposite. You know, if you were backing over 2.5 goals and it loses nearly every time, start backing under 2.5 goals and you'll make lots of money. That's, that's the thing people kind of fail to realize sometimes with Betfair trading. We try and make things too complex. You know, we try and go, yeah, but I don't want to have to do the opposite when I was looking for something else. Why? Why wouldn't you do that? Don't you want to make money? Don't you want to make a profit? Sometimes we, we analyze our statistics and we analyze our strategies. You know, I might create a strategy that's looking to back over 2.5 goals. And I put in criteria that looks for that and it finds me games. and. Inevitably, sometimes it will find you games where the odds aren't that great on over 2.5. And you might find that because of that, there's no value in your strategy. And what you actually find is you would lose a lot of money with that strategy, even though you put in criteria that should find games for over 2.5 goals. But the beauty of it is you've now got a strategy for under 2.5 goals. Someone might look at the filters and go, well, this doesn't make sense because you're clearly going for over 2.5. But it does make sense. And this, this is what I think people psychologically can't get their head around. Okay, And it's a little bit deep. For, uh, it's a little bit of deep theory for Betfair trading. Um, so bear with me when I explain it and really try and get your head around it. It's not that difficult. I just think it sounds strange. The reason often that you would make money 
going the other way on a strategy you created for a specific type of bet. So let's use the over 2.5 goals in this instance. And you've put criteria like, I want games where there's 70% over 2.5 goals between the two teams last few games. I want them to score lots of goals. I want them to concede lots of goals. What often isn't factored in is price. Okay, now there's a reason I put odds into all of my filters. There's a reason I have minimum odds. There's a reason I do this. The reason is this. You have to obtain value in your strategy. Otherwise, it doesn't actually matter how good your strategy is in terms of picking winners. You know, if I'm picking over 2.5 goals winners, I could go, well, I win 66% of my trades. Great. But what odds? Oh, well, the average odds is actually just below 1.50. Wow, they're short odds on over 2.5. How come? Well, the criteria I use is you have to be really strong. So really, the filter's actually only coming up with teams that you know are likely to have over 2.5 goals. And thus, the market's aware of that and the odds have come in a lot. And actually, I'm losing money from the strategy. Why is that? It's because you're not getting a value price. And what happens is actually something that would be profitable, say, if you were backing the odds of averaging close to evens, because the odds are 1.5 on average, you're not profitable. Now, I think that's quite easy to understand. But it's amazing how often we, we don't apply this to the actual strategies we're doing. And we go, this doesn't make sense. You know, why isn't my strategy making money when I've put these filters in and then often it's a case of well you're just not getting the desired odds you're not getting the right average odds and the thing is that can be disheartening but the but the truth of the matter is if you've got something that is you know having a loss and a heavy loss if you do the opposite you will make money if you test it thoroughly enough and realize this is a a total reverse strategy and this is the thing it's almost a reverse psychology thing and you have to get your head around the fact that I'm going to start betting on the other side of the market knowing that I've actually tested and worked out that that would be really would be a really profitable thing to do now what I'm saying isn't that complex I bet there's people sitting there thinking that's pretty obvious mine but how many of you who are thinking that or how many of you in general have done this how many of you have had a strategy that was doing awful and then flipped it on its head and back the other side of the market? I'd be really interested to know because I bet most people just throw that strategy in the bin. Don't give it a second thought and it's just straight in the bin. And they're potentially throwing away profit. And it's like there's one simple trick to turning your losing strategy into a winning strategy and it is this it's so simple in so many different ways that and I think sometimes like I say we like to overcomplicate things so when you get something as simple as this I think it does almost go over people's heads in terms of well this is too easy you know it shouldn't just be as easy as going on to the other side of the market well, it is. The only slight caveat you have is it has to be a really bad strategy. 
I'm not talking about something that's breaking even or that's lost £10 in 100 trades, you know, to £10 stakes. Let's say you've had 100 trades and you're over £100 down using £10 stakes. You might have hit something there where you do go the opposite. Test it. You get through two 300 trades, suddenly you're £300 down. Hang on. I'm, I've definitely hit on something here. I'm pretty sure I have. Maybe it's time to try with small stakes, backing the other side of the market. That's how you do it. That's how you approach that. But again, how many of you have done that? How many of you have had the kind of courage in your convictions to look at the data and go, do you know what? I was wrong initially. I was very wrong. I've built a filter that is the total opposite of good. It's bad for the market I'm looking at. Well, for the side of the market I'm looking at, but actually for the other side, it's good. And it's thinking like that that will separate you as a trader from all the other people out there trying to make a quick buck. Because what you're doing is you're using deeper theory and thinking about it. So you can turn to me and go, well, Martin, that's fine. I get that. What I don't understand is why, you know, why if I'm using these filters, is it not working for what I initially intended? And the reason is this. Let's say you get a bunch of teams that score loads and loads of goals and they're playing each other. The market knows that. You know, Betfair knows that. The market will basically push the over two, let's say we're using over 2.5 goals again. It will push the over 2.5 goals price in and in and in until it's super short. And what happens is it ends up being too short. And that's the truth. And it's like I said, you know, if I could back, let's let's use Bayern Munich as an example because they are an example of a team that are normally really short over 2.5 goals or, or maybe Man City, but, but let's use Bayern because they're in a weaker league. Now they get lots of goals each week, but how short is their over 2.5 goals price going to be? Now, Let's say you're backing over 2.5 goals, odds of 1.50 on average with Bayern. And they have over 2.5 goals, you know, 66% of the time. And you're just about breaking even. Let's just say the market's correct in this sense. Imagine if you could have got on those trades at higher odds. Imagine if instead of 1.50, you were getting odds of 1.8, 1.9 on average. You would make a massive profit. The exact same selections, the exact same strategy, but instead of breaking even, maybe making a loss, you're making a big profit. That's how important odds are. That's how important value is. And I can't stress this enough. You know, there's a reason why, like I say, I'll put minimum odds in. Even when I'm testing, pretty quickly I add in minimum odds because I'm not gonna back an over 2.5 goals shot or an under 2.5 goals bet that's below 1.50 no no way i'd need way too high a strike rate um and a lot of those lose that's the thing the thing people forget is that these things still lose quite often just because something's super short odds doesn't mean it's going to happen and i think sometimes we can get tricked into just looking at a market or looking at something and think 
well, yeah, but I really fancy there's going to be goals. So I don't care what the odds are. Give me any odds. I'm going to make money. Sometimes you will. Sometimes you will make money. Problem is, on that odd occasion where the overs doesn't come in, you're going to lose money. And the reality is, over time, you're probably going to lose more money than you make. And, you know, who really wants to be jumping into markets at these super short odds anyway? Surely you want value on your side because all it then does is it pushes up the average odds further and further. And you don't need as high a strike rate. Because what I've noticed is that on these markets, no matter what odds it is to an extent, the likelihoods of these things happening are fairly similar. And that's just the reality of it. You know, over 2.5 goals in general, match to match, there's not always a huge difference. Not at the top level of football. You'll get the odd game where it's obviously really short odds on over 2.5. But but most of the time, the odds are between 1.5 and 2.5. Most of the time, right? Maybe let's push it up sometimes up towards 2.5. Let's just say 1.5 to 3.0, right? That would pretty much cover every single game, okay? You might get 10%, maybe 15 at a push that aren't, aren't within those odds ranges. But in a top flight, top level football, those are going to be generally the range of the price. And you want to get that as close as you can to having nice odds that you're backing at because... When you don't, that's when a strategy goes from being profitable to being unprofitable. And the thing is, you can test all of this stuff. And this is the great thing about testing. You know, when I test a strategy, I'll put a min odds in, but often I won't have a maximum odds. I won't look at an odds range yet until I've got a lot of data. And I won't eliminate leagues until I've got a lot of data. You know, there's a lot of people who like to eliminate leagues. And actually, straight away you know before they've before they've even tested a game no i don't want to do egypt why well i don't think there's enough liquidity see the thing about liquidity is there's a bit of a myth when it comes to liquidity especially in overs unders markets and there's a myth that if there's not a lot of money in the market you won't be able to get matched and actually that's not true the actual question is more what price do you want to take you can i mean in some of these markets you can almost ask for a ridiculous price you know let's say there's a gap let's say the back odds are 1.65 and the lay odds are 1.75 well if i'm backing i'm not going to take 1.65 i might if, if i'm happy with those odds and it's a minute before kickoff i might be forced to but let's say i'm looking in the morning I'm going to try and get on at 1.74. I'm going to sit just in front of that other person who's trying to back at 1.75 on the lay side of the market. And I'm going to put a back in at 1.74. And it's amazing how often those those bets get matched. And you can stagger the stake. You don't have to put your full stake in. You can just do it. And when that gets matched, put another one in. If you don't want to overload the market and push the price in. But it does amaze me how often those things get matched because you kind of get told, oh, well, you know, you won't get matched. The thing is, if you see that, if you have a price in mind that you think is value on this specific match and you're willing to go a 
couple of ticks lower than what's currently being offered, I can pretty much guarantee you'll get your stake match. Because what happens is, let's say it's that you've got that same situation where it's 1.65. It's about to kick off and you're going, do you know what, I'm even happy with 1.63. I'm going to eat up all the money of 1.65, 1.64 and 1.63. Even if there's only £10 on each of those sides at that moment, if you put £100 into that market, I can almost guarantee your £70 at 1.63 will get hoovered up. Because the market will go, well, we think this is a value lay and we'll take that money. Now, I'm not suggesting that as a best practice if you're not sure of what the value is in that situation for you. All I'm suggesting is that if you know that well, all you need to do is get above 1.50 odds and you're getting it, why wouldn't you take it if, if you think it's about just because you might go, oh, well, I could try and quibble for a couple of ticks. Sure. Quibble for a couple of ticks in an illiquid market, you know, well before kickoff. When it's about to kick off, especially on a set and forget strategy, which is what I'm really talking about here. Just take the odds if you're getting value. You know, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Um, I'm trying to think of how you can equate that to a real life situation. I guess, you know, if you're buying something in a shop, you've got a price in mind often let, let's say you're going to a shop and there's a bunch of biscuits and you go I could spend a pound I'd like to spend less than that but then you see every single offer the best offer is a pound well you might have wanted to get them for 90p or 80p but you probably will stretch to that pound and it's and, and you still feel like oh, it's still good value for money I want the biscuits they're worth over a pound to me that's what Betfair trading is and in a liquid markets money still gets hoovered up if you if you go into them you'd be surprised just because a lot hasn't been matched at that moment doesn't mean there's not people there willing to take your money on the lay side who are happy to lay your bets um, and you, like I say, you'd be really surprised at how often you can get bets matched at higher odds. Um, and this stuff is interesting to me because, like I say, so many people remove leagues. And I just think, but they could be profitable for you, you know. I mean, I like the unders at the moment, under 2.5 goals. You know, the strategy, match strategy is one of the best strategies I've ever tested so far. I'm trading Egypt, I'm trading Kuwait, I'm trading all these all these leagues because if they're profitable, they stay in. If I get to a thousand games and I find out oh, actually Egypt isn't profitable, I'll be very happy, very very happy to quickly get rid of it. You know, I'm much I'm much less lenient on smaller leagues than I am bigger leagues. Bigger leagues, I'll probably wait a little bit more to see that they're definitely unprofitable before getting rid of them. With the smaller leagues, it's easier, right? Because you know it is a little bit more difficult to trade. Especially if you're trading and you're trying to get out of your trade in the match, it's, it is very difficult. So there is an argument to avoid it. I do think that's a fair argument. I also think if you can get some money in at a, a high price in the gap in the market, then actually there's a good chance you could make some profit just for the fact that you've got a price that's above what you should have got. Because remember... The advantage of offering a price on Betfair in those gappy markets, if someone wants to lay 
and you're the first, you know, you're trying to back at a price that's basically the first one on the lay side, they have to take your price. They have to take your back. If they want to lay and no one's matching their price lower down, if they really want that trade or bet, they've got to accept your price. That's why you get so much. And also some people will cash out. So if someone cashes out, they'll always take the best lay price available if they're trying to back something. So cash out will automatically do that and it will go, I don't care about odds. I'll just take what the best odds at the moment being offered are. So you get the advantage of some people just cashing out and that happens a lot in play where you get, you know, I've, I've had trades and bets matched at prices I thought they'll never get matched because someone's just trying to cash out quickly. Maybe they've made a profit and they're just trying to cash out of their trade. They're not really that bothered about getting the best price. All they're really bothered about is hit, hit and running before um, maybe another goal affects things and things like that. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll be back with another one soon.